Yeah, what's good, what's good, what's good? It's myself, Jay Hall, and I'm joined by my homie. What up? Are oh, you gonna put the midnight voice on right now? <laughs> you were just talking real regular. <laughs> we were regular. talking about Raheem Devon, so I'm in the night. Okay. That mood. Okay. Um, yeah, welcome. So first of all, this right here is a combination <laughs> of starting with today yeah. and also my type of conversation. Yeah. So here's the thing. It started off because Charlene had saw the photograph. Right. And Charlene was like, you need to go see it. I had plans to see it. I just didn't want to see it on Valentine's Day. I agree. I understand. You know what I mean? Because I did, though. I just not with that ish. So I went and saw it like the week later. All right. So I text Charlene. I'm just like, hey, I saw the photograph. Charlene calls. Right? <laughs> I she, mean, she, I mean, the movie hit so close to home. Um, I just really was like, I need to hear what he has to say yeah, right so now. So she, she calls and she's like. And I, I'm not a phone person, so people no, don't know that. Not a phone person at all. Yeah. And I don't know, it was a frustration because my signal was going in and out or whatever. <laughs> but all I kept hearing was, this needs to be a podcast. This needs to be a podcast. So it was also a combination of an idea Charlotte had pitched to me about a year ago that I had already been working on anyway. Yeah. Um, which you are here now listening called My Type of Conversation which will have features of individuals and kind of a round table-ish kind of thing. And I'll give more about that. But getting to the ish, yeah. you understand? We wanted to at least have this first one be about the movie, The Photograph. And we, you know, it's perfect because pretty sure everyone has saw it now. Right. And or everybody you, that's yeah, going to see it. You're in you on know? it. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, Twitter folks can't keep secrets. <laughs> um, so we're going we're gonna to kick off like that. So let's not beat around the bush. First, my first question to you is, what was your idea of the movie? Like, remember when the trailer first right. dropped? Right. Okay, oh. so what was your idea of the movie when you saw the trailer versus coming out? I mean, I remember watching the tra the trailer, like, at least 10 times back to back to back, just to see the beautiful brown skin on my screen, um, the music, everything about it was just, like, it spoke to me, you know what I'm saying? And I, I wanted to experience that um you know, as soon as it was available, um, I didn't. I don't think beyond that I had expectations, right? So I, I definitely saw people comparing it to Love Jones, and I definitely got that off the break, right? Off the like two minutes, a two minute trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't have that expectation because I, a, I feel like um, that's a lot to put on any movie, right? Okay. Because that's like in a canon. Mm -hmm. um, but just to say, okay, we're doing a black love movie with black people, um, brown people telling their stories. Um, I was just excited. I didn't really have many much expectations around it. I do know coming out the movie though, the comparison was it what I thought it would be? No, um, but not in a bad way. You know, mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know. It was different. I can. I think it's kind of one of those movies you you sit. You have to kind of sit with it and let it marinate to kind of really un, unfold the layers of it. Um, but I felt good walking out the movie theater. Like I felt satisfied. I felt like people need to go see it. I definitely started tweeting about go see it and um, put it on my um, Instagram. Like you know, see the photograph, especially for the soundtrack. I did think they did a really good job um, with that as well. So. Right. So when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, okay, this is, you know, this is dope. Yeah. But 
my irritation kind of came from what you said earlier, like people who were just like, oh, love Jones and hashtag black love. And, you know, you and I have had these conversations <laughs> about what I feel about the term, you know, black love. I mean, right. even this episode right here is called The Photograph and All Things Black Love. Like, I just have this thing about it because to the way the title black love was introduced to me mm. was supposed to like, I guess, combat the, um, or be supposed to be a reaction to the miss, um, the, the images of like us. So it's like, we're supposed to be responding to them, AKA white people uh, or white society who think that black people don't know how to love each other. Right, right. right. So that's how black love was introduced to right. me. Right, which is not true. Cool, and I didn't know that until I had a conversation with you because I was annoyed by that because I hate personally responding right, right, right. to white society right, right. or any type of... Like, and no, I'm I, not I saying that, that part is not true. I'm saying it's, it's not true that black people don't know how to love. Correct, right? correct, correct. But it's also that wasn't just necessarily what black love, the term black love was created for also right. to solely. It might have been one of. Right, 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 right. But I was a little bit annoyed. So I was a little bit annoyed by... You know, you know I've heard that sentiment a couple times. Uh, from other people? From other men. Okay. Men. Yeah, because I just... <laughs> I just <laughs> we about to go left. Yeah, it, I mean, and, 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 and again, there's a difference between annoyance versus what I sit on the soapbox for. Right, right, right. Like I, you know, I wasn't going out writing think pieces about it, you know. I'm not against it. <laughs> it was just a slight annoyance. And so yeah. when I saw the trailer for it, I would, first of all, I love, like, you know, Issa Rae and this yeah. whole collective, this new kind of. Yes, um, Issa. These, these, I stand for Issa Rae. Like, yeah, I stand for her. These new, like, black creatives that are coming up and working together, right? Right, Because right. when you think mm. about two shows mm. yeah. that has impacted black culture, right. has been Atlanta and Secure. If Absolutely. you ain't watching one, you watch the other, Absolutely. right? And right now, we're all on a drought because we like, y'all need to hurry Ooh, up. Yeah, but we like the fact that they are working together. I mean, yeah. I, when I think about the three things that have stood out to me when it comes to black culture is uh, Atlanta, um, Insecure, and Get Out. Ooh, right? Get out was a and this one. movie had all three all people characters. who participated. Yeah. All, everyone from that, those elements in that. So right. I was like, oh man, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is going to be like, okay, cool. I'm. I'm with it, you know. And I like too. This it was a um, black woman director. I, I wasn't familiar with her work, um, and I guess this was kind of pretty much her debut to the big screen. But um, that was interesting as well. And I think the cast did a good job of like including her in, in the panels that they were doing for the promo and like putting her out there as well. So yeah, it goes to show you how much times have changed because Ooh. like we didn't get a chance to see the director of Love Jones, right? We didn't get a chance right. to see the director of. Um, I mean, they're, these these people are still working, right. but they wasn't in our face, right. you know, the love and basketball people. Like, they weren't in our face like the actors were, right. right? Exactly. And also, you know, back then the platforms were different. Very you true. You know what I mean? So shout out now, to Issa for shout out to her, you know, for that. So my idea of it going in was like, I, I didn't. I'm like you. I didn't have no expectations. Right. I was just more like, oh, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right. I. It didn't seem corny to me. It didn't seem corny. It seemed very. That was, which is so important because I'm not a. Um, I love all types of movies, but I, I don't like when someone hits me over the head with a thing, especially right. with again with love and all. You that know what stuff. part got me though? When they were uh, when they were uh, sipping the wine at the family's house, like what y'all do when y'all got uh, stuck in the storm. And they started laughing. That was in the trailer? That was in the trailer. Okay. But that that shit, that was like right, that resonated so deeply with me. Because it's like a real response. You know it, what I'm saying? Was, I can tell. You had watched the trailer a lot. You had watched the trailer. Because I'm like, I don't, I'm like, you talking about the movie or the trailer? <laughs> so I didn't have any expectations when I went in. 
But when I came out, I will say that I felt, um, I will say like a little bit indifferent because it was like, mm. oh, yo, that's not what I was expecting. Right. Um, Very true. Kind of like the same way I felt about, you know, Queen of Slim. Mm. You know what I mean? Like when I walked in one way, I thought Queen of Slim was going to be like this Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Mad bodies was going to drop, but then I, I had it turned a, into I a had different thing. I had expectations for Queen and Slim. Okay. And I think with that, it was like a slightly disappointing because I did have expectations, right? Mm-hmm. And I felt like it could have been this incredible, you know, another canon movie was that close. Mm-hmm. And then it just missed the mark. See, I, I did like it, but I think that's the problem with trailers. I think trailers Ooh. will betray you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to make that, but it's, I'm just saying. Like I, I think I think they I think the trailer portrayed it like it was one thing yeah. in a sense, and we all went in there. Right. Uh, man, you know, listen. If you still didn't like it, or you right. had parts about it that you felt disappointed, I would watch I it again. It wasn't a bad movie, right? Yeah, I thought it was. I thought yeah, I thought it was dope. You yeah. know, what I, mean? I ain't gonna lie. There was just one thing about Queen of Slim that went over my head. Like I totally missed the mark that the dude betrayed him at the end. I feel like an idiot. Yeah. Like why? Was, well, he, well, no, no. I I when I when he was counting money, I thought he was just counting his money. Stop it. Yeah, I didn't, until it. I saw somebody on Instagram say, F this dude, and I was like, oh, snap, that's what happened. Yeah, and I, I just think the story development for him to be the one to portray was just like, it was a, a complete miss. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, so but, so when I came out, I felt like the photograph was just, you know, different from what the trailer, I didn't, you know, I thought there was a lot of themes in there. Right. You know, which kind of leads to what we were saying. Like, there was, I, I feel like there was a lot of themes in the movie that might have went over people's heads because right. of expectation. Definitely. And before we go to the theme part, but like real quick, I was thinking about, <laughs> I was expecting more drama out the photograph. You know what I'm saying? Like when, they, yo, you know what? That's <laughs> there were so real. many points where I was like, yo, the ex is going to come out. They're going to see him. They're going to fight. Like it was just none. I thought it was going to be some that. argument. Now, <laughs> right. I, I will say this. I was anticipating drama. I will say this. What that mean? My projection. I probably projected. Oh, no, 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 no. I said, I will say this, though. That was the part to me that made it similar to Love Jones. Mm. Because, and this is only because I saw Love Jones recently. So it's Okay. Um, there was a lot of mentions in Love Jones that we didn't technically see that people were speaking of. Right. Like, we never technically saw or knew in how deep Lorenz Tape's relationship was before right. such and such. Right, right, right. It right. Was mentioned that there was right. a woman and we saw right. him with his arm around. Right, so right. that was the part that I felt like was a little um, blueprint of Love Jones. True. Because I kept thinking, like, we're going to see this ex. Right, in this, in, in this or city. Or going to be explode. But you're right. It wasn't, like, no big argument and Mm -hmm. everything and stuff no big yelling right no big you know a bunch of like tears and Mm -mm. um, the dramatics of i love you right um which is what i love about it (laughs) um my favorite part about love jones was honestly is when he ran to the train station and missed her oh because that's real life the thing about yeah i'm a i I like real i'm i am in love with realism right when i see things that i'm just like yo where is this coming from right no, it's different. You are, you are, you are. Yeah. yeah, it's different, and it's weird because I'm a comic book geek. It's because they telling me it's a comic book. They're not telling me it's real. Yeah. You understand? But when you're telling me something's supposed to um, mirror real life, I'm like, that doesn't happen. Or right. It's hard for me just to accept it. Right. So, um, to your point, when we was watch- when I was watching the photograph, it didn't have all this, like, yelling and, I don't know how to love. <laughs> my daddy didn't love me. My and, mom um, didn't love my me. My mom didn't. Well, th- yeah. which leads us to so. Right. One thing that was different was it. It kind of showed some traditional curses. Mm, generational. Like, generational. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Generational curses. Yeah, definitely. That we don't necessarily view as curses. Ooh. You like. 
the way her yeah. um her mother Issa yeah. talks about her mother relationship right. and she talks about her mother relationship the lack of love on it you can tell she was still dealing with death her mother right. had just passed right. like a month prior right but then we also got a chance to see her mother in that relationship with her grandmother right right and which was beautiful it was it was right to see that to was see that right? the, the visualization small, of it these small things right? right again no long big arguments mm-hmm. no slap you in the face right but there were just a lot of things you were watching you're kind of just like okay oh i've seen that before i've seen that in my family before i've seen that you know in in family gatherings what exactly did you see before i mean you can see like the distance and the the working the the understated love it's the loving the best you can but not mm-hmm. this overt expression of love and that's you know i think one of the first messages of love in the photograph was when old isaac mm-hmm. offers my man some crabs yeah right and so he's like oh no i already ate yeah and he's like well i offer you crabs and you're gonna tell me no right and this is something that you said earlier. His love language. That was his love language. That was his love language. And I'm from the South, so food is definitely um, how we a, uh, extend love, extend hospitality. It's how we apologize. You know, I cooked you some, baby. Come in here. Um, and so. So those are. Ain't that nobody is ever I, no plate and sorry. Yeah. Right. So. Um, and we don't we don't necessarily use the words as freely sometimes in some some families and some especially older generations and so uh the love is in the food the love was in the food so i think that was something that could go i'm not right. and again we're not sitting here trying to say that we're this we these highly intelligent people <laughs> we're just saying that these are themes that we felt like yeah. that were there that were that was subtle right right that right you may or you may not have missed and i definitely think that and listen i missed it until yeah, you informed yeah. me right i mean about, he, he offered it to Issa as well you know what i'm saying when she came she he offered her offered it Issa. yeah and crabs and you know cheap crab legs ain't cheap so um it's, it is a, a beautiful expression of love okay yeah because I can imagine me offering you some food that's not cheap. <laughs> right. Because I don't know if I ever offer anybody some steak. I just don't know if I ever have. Or, I've ever or lobster. I definitely don't want you to know. You got to be Jesus and you better prove it. Let me order you some lobster. Um, another thing that we, and we, you know what? I don't even want to say that these are things that might have went over here. We're just going to point out things. Uh, another thing that you and I talked about was the, um, Although there were generational curses, there was also generational wisdom. Right. And Issa and Lakeith both was receiving wisdom from a generation before them. Right. So Which I feel like we don't do enough of now, right? Well, if you think about it, like Issa was like her mother never told her her life. Right. So she's reading these letters right. after her mother passed. Her mother left a letter for her and her father. Right. Right. And as we're watching the film, we see that Issa has a great relationship with her father. Right, right. And she has a struggled relationship with her mother. And right. so her mother is saying, read this first and give this to your father. Right. That's the thing. And throughout the film, she can't read it all at once. She's reading it like in parts. Now, Lakeith, he's a writer. And so he's actually going to old Isaac for something totally different. Right. But it, conversation goes left. He's listening throughout the film of recordings of what Isaac is saying. Mm. And it's becoming personal right. for him. So he's getting this wisdom. Right. Which is something that you were talking about how we don't do enough, enough. or we don't see enough. Right. 
I, I don't think we see it on the screen enough, and I don't think uh, we do it in real life enough, especially, I think, in cities like um, D.C., New York, and, and some other big cities, probably Atlanta, where we have a lot of transients, like a young transients, so where a lot of us are away from our family, so we're not sharing the stories as much, and we're kind of just listening to peers, and we're wondering why we're struggling, like, in, in our in our spaces, not even just relationships-wise, but, like, career-wise and, like, trying to keep up and, and not really knowing your story. I think um, this this movie did a beautiful job of the importance of knowing your story, knowing your pain, and, and addressing that before, like, you're beginning to carry it on to the next generation. Yeah, it always seems like in, within black, there's always a hotter code. It's very yeah. room for gray. So either you come from a family that's fully transparent, right. that tells you everything, and you've been telling these stories, because that's a part of our heritage, right, right, or right. you have family members that don't tell you anything. Right, like right? like the cousin that's not your cousin, that's, you know. Oh, no, that's real. <laughs> right. I Listen, I definitely come from in a community of, you didn't ask how somebody was related. Right. Right? Um, someone told you that was your family, that's it. Right. So I, it took me a long time to learn that that practice isn't the same everywhere. Yeah. So you know how, like, you know, as we getting, you know, you and I, as we, well, speak for myself, as we getting older, our friends are having kids. <laughs> and, you know, somebody might playfully say, oh, that's your uncle. Mm, right? Right, see, right. me, where I'm from, once you say uncle, I'm like, oh, responsibility. That's what it is. <laughs> Da-da-da. Full deck. Part of the budget, da, 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 da. <laughs> right. like I'm, that's the environment that I come from. Right, you right, know what I'm right. saying? So I had to learn that. Wait a minute, when someone puts, says this, right. me, you know, let me learn their background and how real they are with this mm, before so I go all in. Right, right. Because where I'm coming from, yo, my uncle like, was my uncle. Yeah. Right, and he's been my father figure since I was able to open my eyes, and Dang. he's done everything for me. Yeah. So I mean, and that's what we do in my family or in the setting that I'm around. Right. I don't know how a lot of people in my family are still related to this day, <laughs> especially how a lot of the elders have passed on. Right. And they wasn't the most community. You know, they yeah. didn't communicate that much. That's true. And so I found that that was funny because you had um, Isaac, and the first thing he tells like old Isaac, first thing he tells Lakeith Stanfield is. Um, I would have went after her. Yeah. That's the first gem he drops. Damn. Is I would have went after her. And one of the things I think, a theme that I think that was speaking about that was about male black pride. Ooh. Because right? male black, black pride is a different type of pride. We got to talk pride, about that. You have men pride, mm. but then you have male black, black pride. And male black pride comes from our reaction to oppression mm. in the sense of that we have we overcome a lot. When you're black, the first thing you come into the world knowing, whether if your parents feel like they want to teach you this or not, society teaches us that we have to overcome. Right. Right? right. That's the sense that we have. As a man, when you're putting it in, in the way things are set up, you're thinking automatically like, man, I don't level up to what society is saying what a man is. Damn. They're, 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 you're getting these messages somehow, right? Right, right. right. So as a, as, a, as a black man, what you hold on to for yourself you hold, you commit to it, Damn. right? When a black man commits to, to it, he like commit to it. So if this is who I am, this is who I am. Right. So the character Isaac, the young character, and again, that was played by the actor who's also insecure, and yeah. I think that his portrayal was he dope. He did, it was amazing right? job. It was dope because was, I didn't see the guy from know. Insecure. Oh yeah, I right? didn't either. I didn't. I didn't even think I about it. I saw him. some dude from Louisiana, exactly. right? And he was committed to being who he was. Like, they're in Louisiana, 
and she is like, <laughs> let's wants go to, to talk to him to go to New Orleans. Let's go to New Orleans, baby. And he's struggling with going to New Orleans within the same state. Like he's struggling. Like struggling. He really don't want to go, right? And right. then he goes and he sees it's a great idea, right? Right. It's like, oh, they have a. It's great always time. there, right? Right. Mm. And you spoke to that about how women, you know, let's, let's be clear, black women <laughs> give black men sight. Yeah, we have to coax. We have to coax and. Um, black men into expanding their horizons too often, I feel. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And and I think a lot of, and I get the oppression, but a lot of black men, um, and I think this archetype that they put in this this movie that was set in the 80s at that point, right? So it's not too far removed is what we talked about. You know, this is not 1950s and 1960s. This is, you know. 84. 84. And how, you know, like you said, they're dead set on this thing, but they don't even have an idea what's beyond that, but what beyond what they are experiencing. But their fear of not knowing, not being in control, not um, being able to possibly protect themselves from the unknown, I think, you know, stifles a lot of, of growth and in, in seeing what's possible. Because what that is, too, is that if I step outside of that and I fail, Oh, if shit. I fail on my own, mm. cool. But the last thing I want to do is fail in front of you. Wow. I never thought about that. Right? I don't want to fail in front of you. Because right. there's too many other examples that are telling me that I'm a failure. Right, right, right. And right. the measure of being a black man yeah. comes with, with a different crown. Right. Right? Versus a white crown, it, they, they, they are birthed with it. Right. Damn there, right? right. Versus a black crown, we feel like we have to go earn it. Mm. And because we have to go earn it, we feel like that's our reward. Yeah. Versus... Like someone said to me, um, my homegirl Nell said that, you know, a white man is, a white male is born kind of with the mentality of Lion King. Ooh. Like everything the sun touches is, is yours. yours. Wow. Where a black male, we're born with thinking that the reward should be once we overcome something. Wow. So when you think about someone like Isaac, yo, he working his job, he making his money. Okay, yeah. my reward should be my woman, right? And you should be there for me. Can we talk about that scene though? Because. Right. And so she's like telling him. First like, of all, Christina's character was flawless. Her performance, like by Shantae Adams, the Shantae actor, Adams, who's from Detroit. Just want to throw that out there. She was listen, in Roxanne. Roxanne, I told you to go see that. Listen, oh, she deserves all the awards she because does. she. I believed her. I believed her story. I didn't see any separation between uh, her, the person, and her, the character. Um, and that scene with Isaac, young Isaac. Um, where she was like, you know, just don't want to feel like I'm just here to cook your meals and and even like loving him, right? Like she she loved, she adored this man, but how much of herself was she willing to like let go to accommodate him in his fears, right? Because it's it's the fear thing, the fear. Of, it's not necessarily like he's immobile and can't move or go go to New Orleans on a whim. It's like how. How much of herself is she willing to let go to accommodate his fears? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's something that we see today. Yeah. Um, it's like, yo, you know, um, I know what's best. Right. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to go do this. Ooh. And I'm speaking about the fact that the character, Christina, she mm -hmm. goes to New York. She, yeah. she ultimately wants to go to New York. Yeah. So the New Orleans thing was almost like, if, if I can get him to go to New Orleans, maybe I can get him to go to New York. Right, probably, right, right, right. So, but he doesn't want to go to New York, and so she just leaves. Right? <sighs> now... That you can compare that to today, where you can have a partner, a woman, and a male, 
and the woman might say, well, I'm just going to go do it, right. right, because this is what's best for you. And sometimes that works out, and sometimes it doesn't. Right, right, right. And what we saw with Christina, it didn't necessarily work out the way right. she planned. And one thing that I thought that was interesting, another quote-unquote theme or thing that I thought, is that even though she went off to New York, she was out there for three months, her plan was still to go get him. Go get him. Like, that was, like, that was so crazy to me. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, like, oh, yeah. she didn't, you know, she's yeah. going to be hurt, but she's cool. She was right. like, oh, he'll be all right once I got everything set up. Right, right. Which, traditionally, we have seen in film, the men do that. Exactly. And exactly. when you go back and you even look at old John Wayne movies, the man would go out, chop the tree down, build the house, make sure the house is all, just right. before he even go propose to the woman. So true. Right? So true. So, Christina, her character goes off to New York, which is, quote, unquote, the concrete jungle. Right. She goes in the midst of it. She doesn't know nothing about right. it. She makes a small life, and her intentions is to come back and get her man. Right. And she comes back, and she finds out that son is... A married man. At the, within, within three, three months. Three months. So, and he had already been you asking her... That, you, know, you gotta let that marinate, yeah. Yeah, well... I just want to say Wait, that. Wait, her mom died. I just want to say that he had already been asking her. He had asked her more than once, is what we find out in the movie, to get married, and she wasn't ready. I don't, so know, she, I don't know if she wasn't ready. She didn't want to stay there. No, no. She said she wasn't ready. Okay. Remember, she said, I'm not ready. Okay. I'm only pointing out the fact that he didn't go propose to somebody for the first time. He had proposed to Christina. And she said times, no. And she said no on more than one occasion. All right. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> Your thoughts on that when you found that out, though? How did you feel when you when you received? Okay, you looking at me real? <laughs> you just gave me like this shock. I, then the movie, the movie resonated. Um, but like, so what was your question? What part, how did I feel about when when we find out that young Isaac got married within three months? I, I think I think it kind of goes back to this this thing again where we're talking about that black men specifically in this movie but I think a lot of men like when they get decide that they want to get married it's whoever's in proximity right it's not necessarily um where I feel like a lot of women and and I've had conversations recently where we want like our soulmate we want to marry this specific person right and not willing to settle where a lot of men are comfortable with someone just fulfilling that role and taking if I don't get the first choice and I get the second choice or the third choice, you know what I'm saying? But I need this role filled. So I think that you're absolutely correct for that time and that setting, definitely right. when the movie based in 1984. I think though, as people get older, I can definitely tell you as a man, the roles become reversed. Really? Yeah, because when you're, you can ask any man, past 35, when you're meeting, especially if you're meeting like a boss career woman, that's the sense that you feel, that she already got everything mm. and you're just the last component. Ooh. And Damn. I need to get married Dang. by a certain time. Dang. And so I need to get married. And if you don't get married, I'm going to marry someone else. You think about even in celebrity status, you, we forget. Remember when Big Sean was dating the old girl from, um, what was that movie? Know. What was that TV show, man, that everybody used to watch when they used to sing all the time? I can't remember it right I now. No I think idea. it was, um, man, I can't remember. Anyway, they were engaged to be married. They break up. She still marries on that same date to another individual. No, stop it. You're lying. No. Oh, no I'm, not, I'm not lying. I can't, oh, wow. I can't necessarily remember the team. Glee. She was on Glee. I never. Yeah, I never watched it either. So <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got to go there. I never watched it either. But yeah, she married somebody else. Right? Wow. So. Okay. Because 
and, and listen, and, no and I get that, and I get that, and I, I feel like you're right too. I, I especially if you're talking about post thirty five. I think yeah. I think women feel a lot of pressure uh, with the biological clock ticking and like needing to feel this this last you know check mark on a box. Yeah, listen, to my experience and gentlemen that I talk to, once even, a lot of them have felt like when they talk to women who are like thirty. So there's something about between being 30 when you're approaching 35 right. and then post 35. Right, right, right. right. There's, there's been that sense, especially if you live in the cities you just uh, mentioned. If you live in some city, um, you know, some cities where you're going to see that more often. Yeah. If you live in the D.C.s and the New Yorks where you're in the L.A.s and you're right. seeing boss type women. And not right. saying boss women aren't doing this anywhere else because they do. They are. But if they, they are definitely there. But, you know, just in those cities where you're seeing them more. Right, right. right. Um, yeah, you do get that sense that you're there to fulfill, like, a, a check mark. Damn. Right? And I'm there to provide you with children and to provide <laughs> you with space. Right? Even to the point where yeah. I know couples that, that happen to them get divorced two years later. Now the woman doesn't even, it's not like she wants to marry again. Like, she got the kid, she's good, and listen, now the dude's divorced. Listen. But... I think that that's a blueprint of men behaving like that also, too, to your point of what you were saying about Isaac. Right. That, yo, did you want to marry her or you needed to get married? Married. Because you were committed to this thing. Right. And you're committed to the idea that, yo, you already got everything. You right. want to get married. As a woman, you should be available. Or you're going to go on leave. Who's the next suitable person? Right. Forget what I personally want to do. And what right. he learned when he got older was, I should have went after her. I should have went after His her. His pride, even, he was so committed to this pride, he didn't that even want to ask who this child was that the number added up to being his, <laughs> right? The math. <laughs> the math. The, the math added up to being his, you know what I mean? Um, and, 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 that's, and that's interesting, even in this, because it's like how committed to you as a guy. I, I got a homeboy um, who I ain't But I, lo- I, I love that scene, though. I love that scene when Issa is, you know, coming back to explain to him that knowing that's, his that's his father now now that's now that's her father and basically like you know i guess it was easier he's like no 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 it was easier for me to have just asked the question then you know what mm. i'm saying and just that like, a level of accountability i mean as so late that was important right because what we often see is again a woman a black woman willing to take on that burden Ooh, that's so true that's you so understand? true yeah, like yeah. like it's okay and right. he for him to say as a guy, yes. he could have let her have it. For him to say, no, 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 it's not okay. okay. Yeah. For me, that was a fatherly thing to do. Right. And that was an adult man thing to do. Right. Because what we often see, again, is another example of of a black woman being like, oh, I, know, I don't want to burden you no more. Right. Let me take this from you. Mm. Mm. You understand? And what I was saying before when he was talking about, when I was saying how committed he was, I got a homeboy who... Missed out on the opportunity with a with a woman simply because he didn't step up in that sense. Right. And a lot of us, we don't our our idea of what we think stepping up is is like I provide I did all this stuff for you, right. so you should come to me instead right. of being vulnerable and going straight to you. Right. Because again, of that fear of failing. Right. In that sense, another theme that we you saw that we were saying the wisdom of Christina talking to her daughter like from the grave from the yeah, reading of the letters and yeah. that was wisdom that you right. said you, you saw yeah I, th- I thought it was beautiful and i thought it was an expression of of love and then i, I love the movie and the different kinds of love that they portrayed on there i think the one between um christina posthumously and and may um uh was was beautiful because i i really believe that christina didn't want may to carry this weight of not feeling like she was enough for her mother and a feeling abandoned and feeling 
um, unloved by her mother, that she wanted to, at, at the, her last days, at least bring some clarity so she can get free, like do the, the work to become free so she can open herself up to love, become a, you know, um, you know, a better lover and a better mother um, to her children than she was to, to May's character. And I thought um, that was beautifully pro profound. I think even uh, May's character where, you know, it's a month after her mom's dying, but we really don't see like a breakdown, right? Like in, wow, there's, there's a level of yeah. detachment there, right? She's already back in work swing. She's already, um, listen, my mom, my, my, God forbid, I'm a, it's a wrap for a while. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not, I'm not dating. I'm not gonna be working. You know, to the point. Yeah, um, I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like, uh, but it makes sense in in the story. Um, Which is a pattern she probably got from her mother. Absolutely, detaching, immersing yourself in the work, and 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 kind of going like things are okay. Um, and that she learned from her mother, right? So. Um, this, you know, we talk about this generation, but I feel like um, Christina's love for May, even at the end, it matters because she could have not sent the letter and how broken um, that would have begun to con continue through May's character. Yeah. For another generation, maybe. Yeah. You know, or generations. I, yeah, I. I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> I, <was, laughs> I don't. I don't have anything to add to that. Um, I one thing that I saw that I thought was dope was Mike's um, Lakeith Sanford, his brother. Yeah, the conversation with oh. his brother. Loren was flawless in that role. He was flawless, even though it came from like humor, but it was there. Yeah, and absolutely. you get a you get a sense of it's 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 feeling it's, it's interesting what you re how you feel about things because I felt like he was the older brother, even though you technically don't know. Oh, we don't know. I thought he was the older brother. I, you technically don't okay. know, but okay. and and if I'm wrong, check me on this, but. <laughs> My, you get the feeling that, yo, he's giving him some knowledge, right? right? And the part where the married couple is on the couch and they're talking mm -hmm. to them across the couch, like during the storm, right, right? right? That was them giving them a sense of wisdom of like tidbits of yeah. like, yo, this is what married life is like in a sense. Yeah. You know, this is what you're gonna expect of, like, but it's not that bad. You know, it's about the match work <laughs> and da 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 da. Not and, that and, bad. and I thought it was, and I thought I thought that was cute. You understand? Yeah, because yeah. at that point, they were still fresh in their relationship. Right. You don't even know what this is. Let's know thing about marriage. Right. Right. And then you have the example, and that was important for me because I'll be honest with you, a lot of couples don't look appealing. Oh. You know, they don't like because the problem That's is real, though. men. Older men have always treated marriage like something you have to be ready for when you're done with everything else. Yeah. Right? And women with, have With always, everyone else. Right, with every, everyone else. Correct. Mm. And women have always treated marriage like it's like it's a start of something else. Right. Right? But they all kind of have treated it like it's this exclusive club mm. that you're involved in. And then almost like they don't really want to be around nobody else but other couples. <laughs> You get you get excluded a date night, couple yeah. night, couple trips. And I thought that was cool because they were very inviting. Yeah, they Ooh, were very like, they yo, were, have a seat, right? Sit down with the kids, enjoy. It, it, you know, she's a beautiful person, right? Just because you don't have no kids, it doesn't mean that yeah. you don't know how to be around kids, <laughs> right? You understand? Like it was a love centered right. kind of thing, right, and I right. thought that was dope because what I see sometimes is a lot of couples 
portraying something that they think they're supposed to be Ooh. instead of just being a natural effect of your love can come in so many different directions. And I thought that was love right there. I think so too. And I think it kind of goes back to this thing again, where you, are you, are you marrying to fill a, a, a void or a gap or are you checking a box? Or if you actually like are loving your mate and allowing yourself to bring um, both parties are allowing themselves to bring the full selves into that space. Um, and I think that requires a little bit more intentionality of it, right? Just saying, all right, well, I may not cook, but, you know, I clean, or I may not clean, but I do this, or um, if I can't do it, then we'll be able to, you know, hopefully afford to bring somebody in to help. And, like, trying to find out those dynamic dynamics that actually don't suffocate um, all the things you love about the person that brought you together. Yeah, I mean, it kind of go with what me you was talking about, like, idea versus reality. Yeah. Like, what is your idea of something versus right. the reality of the situation? Right. And how, wh- how, how committed are you to this idea? Mm. Uh, I remember some time ago, I remember my friend was telling me about this girl I was dating who didn't want to see me no more, right? What? The girl told me she didn't want to see me no more. She was like, okay, I'm, you know, she was like, oh, you know, I'm used to dating suit and tie brothers or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. And that's cool. I respect that, right? Damn. But my, my, my best friend was telling me, she was like, yo, Jay, she was like, check this out. She was like, she has an idea of how she wants things to be. And she was like, reality hasn't really hit her yet. Ooh. And she was like, you know, she, you know, she's young, she's, she's on her groove, she's on her grind. She right. was like, reality ain't really hit her yet. Right. And this is coming from my best friend who's like married, got kids, the whole nine. Right, right. She was like, and unfortunately, when reality does hit her and there's a lesson that may or may not learn, she's not gonna learn that with you. Damn. She's like, so it was never going to, to work, work yeah. right? And she was like, when you come across people who have that idea and they're so committed to that idea, mm. you're not, and you don't suit, they, they, they will enjoy you for a minute, right. but ultimately they already checked the box. Try, true, it. true. You know what I'm saying? True. They already said like, okay, this is just for entertainment. You understand? Know right. And, and listen, and that's, and that's cool. That's what dating is, right? Right, you, right, you, right. you enjoy yourself. There's, right. there's nothing wrong with that. Right. There's no beef. There's none of that. Um, but it, people sometimes carry that to the depths, is what we saw in the movie. In right? the movie, in people real life. Carry that to the, in, real, <laughs> in real life, right? You think about Isaac, he's an old man. Yeah. This man said he was already married, got a family, he had a whole bunch of portraits, and he still carries this one picture. photo of, of Christina. And you're like, yo, you, you, <laughs> that means something to you. And it's still, you still, it's still impact, even before he realized he has a daughter, he's right. still impacted by that. Right. How committed are you going to be <laughs> to this idea? And I think we do it when it comes to like, we do it all the time. We do it when it comes to our careers. Right. You, you know, people come out of college and they like, oh, I came out of college. I'm supposed to have this, 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 this. 100,000. First job. First job in the view. Out the gate. I'm not carrying, <laughs> I'm not carrying no paper towels. <laughs> and they come into a job interview like, you're lucky to have them. Like, right. Oh, you know, yeah, you, I'll settle for 120 <laughs> with no experience. No experience. You know, or when you have a relationship, it's like, well, you're the woman. You're supposed to do X, Y, and Z for me, right? right? If you're not supposed to cook for me, you're supposed to give me money, or you're supposed right. to love me regardless. Right. Are you supposed to forgive me no matter what I'm supposed to go out there that and do? That forgiveness piece, though, mm-hmm. right, that I feel like has been, I think, you know, since Beyonce's Lemonade, like, I think there's been a lot of a language around, like, how much are women, black women specifically, are supposed to endure, um due to their their love for black men, you know. I just want to say I envy you. Because you were able to pronounce specifically and I can't. <laughs> but go ahead. I, 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 I struggle moment. with that word. Like it's just 
That's how black I am, you know? <laughs> just, but go ahead. Sass, though, you know, words come and go here. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I just think, I think there is this messaging from birth that black women are going to have to endure being cheated on, men being in prison, um, being neglected, um, having to cater 100% all the time to a man. And um, I love that Christina's character specifically did not. You know what I'm saying? Did she regret it? You know, absolutely. Um, but to see that visualization on the screen where she walks away from reducing herself for someone else. Mm. And that's something I'm, I have a blind spot to, because yeah. even though I'm a black man, I'm still a man. Right. So I've never had to be like reduce myself. I've never been forced to have choose. to like choose, make that choice, right? Choose. Whether it come from my household or society. Right. Society never sent me any messages that I have to reduce myself. Actually, it's been the opposite. That if I do choose to reduce myself, then I might be an outcast amongst my circle of mm. men if I'm the type of person that cares about that kind of thing. Right, 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 right. You understand? Yeah. So I think that was important that you said that. Yeah, I think um, everything around us forces women to choose between career, between love, between you know what kind of mother we're able to be and there's no accommodation in, in mass that supports women, especially black women, you know, having it all. And a lot of times it's doable, like it's just a small sacrifice, you know, from their <laughs> partner. <laughs> it's not rocket science. Um, but a lot of times, you, you know, you talk about being immovable and, and sticking to that pride, sticking to that decision by any means necessary. I think sometimes that, um, the shorts was possible. I think that also there's an idea too that, you know, of I'm supposed to be a certain type. Mm. There's also the idea that a lot of women may have, especially when it comes to a black man, that if I'm by a certain age, I'm supposed to have a certain amount of income. Mm. I'm supposed to have a certain, because let's not act like we, cool, we, we are speaking on right. the Mavericks, right? right? right but let's right. not act like we don't have the traditional women who still don't think that I'm supposed to be a certain type also, too. True. And that's the pressure also. And that's very true. I'm, supposed to, I'm not supposed to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I'm not supposed, supposed to, to be open. I'm supposed to be able to take and be a shoulder to lean on. Ooh. I'm not supposed to necessarily be, un I'm definitely not supposed to be unemployed. True. You understand? Right. I can't step, I don't I don't know a time in my life ever <laughs> when I was able, able to step to a woman when I was unemployed. <laughs> there have been women I have missed out on because at that time I didn't have a job. Or right? underemployed, right? Or whatever their, yeah. whatever their definition is. Like how do you say it, that student tie stuff. Oh yeah, cause listen, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just an idiot in the sense of I'll be in a room full of millionaires and still be like, hi. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Because that, that's just who I am. Right. Right? But I do recognize that there is something that comes with that. And I've had women kind of give me the, I mean, what makes you think you can talk to me? And I'm right. like, because I'm right here. <laughs> right? <laughs> so that's just, that's why I think I can talk to you. Did but in that same sense, um, there's a there's an idea of what you think. And I think they clash. And, and we got to ask ourselves, like, okay, what's the given? What's really give and take? Yeah. What am I really willing to let go of versus what it is and what we discuss? Yeah. You know, and I think that's the theme, overall theme of the movie. Yeah. Because you have, we, we, we didn't really understand or know, or maybe I'm tripping. I didn't really get a sense of understanding what Lakeith Stanfield's character, what he thought a relationship was supposed to be. He was kind of floaty. He was, and I, I think that was a miss for me um, in the movie where I felt like 
I wanted to know more about his story. Um, I know he had his brother and his wife, but more about like what his parents were like. What was his idea of like you know marriage or family and, and how he began to navigate uh, from there. I somewhat identify with that. Yeah. And I don't often watch movies and be like, that's me. The last time I saw a movie and I was like, that was me, I think when I was a kid and I saw Boys in the Hood. Uh, like it's very, no, no, Juice. juice. I, I was definitely GQ, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but it, I, I resonated with that because I, was, I came up in a household where like I was allowed to be me. Mm. Um, there was no pressure put on me for anything right. in that sense. Right. Because I also come from an era where it was about, I was a young black male, it was about me coming home at night. So True. my family was all about, yo, let him figure out, you know, he got past 16 and he ain't died. Right. He got past 18, he didn't die. Right. So I was able to have room, you know. And yeah. by the time I was 15, 16 years old, I had already passed all the homies around me because they had already dropped out and started yeah. selling and doing yeah. what they was doing. Yeah. So the expectations for me was like, yo, let him figure it out. So because a lot of things I did figure out. But then there were other things I'm still kind of, you know, when he was kind of like, oh, maybe this, maybe that, I identified with that. Right. Because I'm not someone who necessarily thinks that I have to get married in order for to have a family. I'm not someone right. who thinks that. I just explained to you, like, for example, my niece is the number one individual in my life. And I right. get it. I right. know a lot of fathers would be like, it'll change. Right. But you would have to know my household. Like, because right. I'm my aunt's. Like, my aunt, I'm her favorite. My right. aunt has two kids, and she has a boy with those kids. But my aunt loves me to death, right? right and right. I'm not going to go into depths of what I've done for my niece or what my auntie has done for me. But right. trust me, it's up there. Right, 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 right. So I have a different alternative sense of, like, love and what family right, is. Right, right. But I do recognize that it's kind of hard to articulate that. Uh, absolutely. Especially in dating and sometimes going on dates or you kick it with somebody. It's like a job interview. They're like, so what you think about marriage? Like, what you just said? Right. What you think about marriage? You think, I, I don't know what I think. I, I don't even know if I want, what I want to order to eat. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. And, 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 That's real. And I understand that with being a woman, you know, you guys have a little bit more concerns than we do. Right. You know, you have, to, you have a clock and right. all that other stuff. There are things that I don't have to consider. Right. So when you add that on top of me being a guy, I recognize my privilege in that. But that's not my <laughs> fault. Right? That's not, that's not entirely my fault. You know, I'm just like, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, like, I'm not, you know, this is, this is the advantage that I've been sitting yeah. on. Now, it's my fault if I try to remain ignorant right. and try to act like it's the same thing. Right. I do recognize it's different. Right. But it's not my fault. <laughs> That I don't have your life figured out right, when we met. Right. Because that's, that's what true. it sounds like. That's very true. When we sit at the table that's and you're true. drilling me with all these questions, so it sounds true. like you want me to figure out your life. It's true, true. You know what I'm saying? Like, or the expectations and like how to fill them and, and fill these gaps. I, then can we just talk about Lakeith's performance? Because that man. Take your time. <laughs> <laughs> that caption. You want some water? I've been a fan, I've been a fan of Lakeith since Get Out. Um, and not because of his role in that movie, but because of the interviews he did. You know what I'm saying? Just like okay. this quirky, very smart, very um, astute black man. Um, and uh, He played a gangster right before that on the Lolo. On what movie? He was in um, Dope. Oh, he was yeah. the blood. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about range. <laughs> he was the blood. Yeah. Yeah, I did, and I love dope. Dope was such a good movie. I forgot about that. I didn't. I didn't even. I didn't even recognize yeah. that's who that person was. Play Snoop Dogg in NWA. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, Strata Compton, all that's that. That's true. Yeah. So anyway, like his range, I think um, he is going to be one of the premier actors of our generation, and I think it's beautiful to see. Uh, him coming into his own and, and, and pushing him, but I feel like he was perfectly cast for that, and his performance was um, so believable. 
I will say that, like, I want to see more of all of them. Yeah. That whole sure. collective. That's like, so I, I, you know, every time Issa puts out something, yeah. you want to see more. Yeah. You know, and you and I talked about this off. You know, we didn't, we felt like Issa might have been like the weakest link, but yeah. not because like she was horrible, because who she was surrounded by. Exactly. Like the she was surrounded by actors. eight plus, you know, even Courtney B. Vance, Listen, another Detroiter who played her stepfather. Uh, Courtney, Courtney can just step on the scene and you got to like uh-huh. respect it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to, yeah. you got to, eyes. he's about to say something. He delivers a line or two and it's like, yo, he's, he's a phenomenal actor. Um, uh, you know, and I'm sure uh, the cast got to learn from, you know, him just being on the set, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Issa also, too, you know, struggled with vulnerability yeah, as a character. Absolutely, absolutely. We recognize that more so from, like, the tradition, I mean, the, I the generational curse of her mother. That, and I see that, and I'm, I also see that the sameness in the insecure, right, and in an awkward black girl. So I still see the same character. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that would be my thing, you know, and I, and I stand for Issa, like, and I hope to meet one day but we want to see we want and we want to see more though that's but the thing about it we want to see more and i want to i want to see her evolve as a character where i don't see Issa that i've known since aqua black girl in the photograph you got know you. what i'm saying got you um yeah. i think she had parts though she absolutely I definitely think she had parts. absolutely and i that, think somebody had commented like on her hair being straight for this movie but like she needed to be a different person yeah um, like she had like the times when she was with her father yeah. that was acting right yeah there. Like yeah, that yeah. Was, absolutely that was, that absolutely was and not taking away her ability to act at all not That's at all you saying. just saying like i didn't see insecure when i saw her with her father exactly I I agree 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 no agree, i didn't agree. i didn't um but, so yeah I, th- I think that's you know um she's and she's still young and still is doing so many boss and innovative stuff um but i, I want to see you know her with an academy award okay At, listen i think we're gonna look back on this entire cast and everybody from yeah. there and we're gonna be like yo that was dope, dope. And i think the movie itself is something you're gonna have to sit on absolutely for a second but it is worth like a conversational piece hence why we're here now because you and hey. i definitely have things to do <laughs> <laughs> You're like, stop, wait. Yeah, right. Like, and if you guys knew what we went through just to get here, like, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. All right. So, like, real quick, let's 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 name some black love movies. Ultimate, I think, Love Jones. Of course. Love the and canon, basketball. The, the top. Love and basketball. Love and basketball. Brown sugar. Wait, can we talk about how Love and Basketball had like the perfect soundtrack? And I feel uh, a scoring for the movie. So let me say. Uh, make that difference um and then i feel like the scoring for the photograph was this we keep doing the same can we stop doing the same songs y'all from if i hear <laughs> is this world with mine in a movie one more time they like, played that I feel like yeah, we, they were playing it um in New Orleans. They definitely played Big Luther. You're yeah. right. Yeah, that's we, true. We've heard it in every single like black movie. If we can just get like the number seven or the number ten <laughs> song of that, yeah. not the number one song. We do two. need some more B side records. B side records in in the audience. Us that was in the movie together, we still know the song. We know, <laughs> yeah. you know, those, these albums. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. introduce us uh, into you know the catalog uh, to go deeper. They did have certain tracks I was impressed with. Like uh, you can hear um, Ari Lennox. You can yeah. hear uh, Lucky Day. Oh yeah, but those were the newer. So we they we, were yeah. But they weren't the B songs. They were the, yeah, you're right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. I hear what you're saying. And then and we we're listening to them now. But I was talking about you know for the timestamp uh, yeah. uh, signatures. 
Um, I just, we got Because you know what song you don't hear, and it's probably because you can't get the rights? Oh. You don't hear Michael Jackson's Lady in My Life. Oh, very true. You don't, you don't hear yeah, that, right? Yeah, and you yeah. would think you would, yeah. you know, but you, you just don't hear it in yeah. movies. And if you're going to go back to 1984, right. I hear you on that. Yeah. So we got Love Jones, Love and Basketball. What's another black movie? Um, Brown Sugar. Brown Sugar. You mentioned The Wood. I love The Wood. Cause I think it, it's, is it a love story? I think or is it, it is. it a coming of age? I think it's both. And I think it, it goes back to the thing we were saying before. Like, love, we got to get uh, unstuck from, like, this thing that black love is just between a black woman and a black man, right? Okay. Um, the black love between the brothers, like, between those men, uh, the brotherhood that they created it was a beautiful example of love. And then you have, the, of course, the love story within that, but uh, the romantic love story. But, um, you know, love is all, is a, a beautiful thread through the photograph. And I think um, you, you talk about Lakeith's character with his mentee, that's beautiful. That was beautiful to see, A, a black man mentoring another man, um, opening doors, becoming a sponsor for him to get promoted. Like, that stuff you need to visually see on the screen. Yeah. Um, and and it's, a, it's a, also a signal to other people that are, as we begin to move up, that we need to make sure we're bringing other people Before around. Before we leave. And equipping them to be successful in those roles. Yeah. And so that, that call to responsibility. Anyway, so I That's something like else that might have got lost. I feel like that might have got lost. Uh, in the movie. In the you, movie. Because they wanted to, uh, you know, be swept off your feet. And they wanted, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they wanted you walk on roses. <laughs> you understand? Bubble baths. And bubble baths and all that. Yeah. That's what they wanted. Chocolate candy. Yeah. <laughs> and the couple was surrounded by love throughout the movie. Absolutely. You know, so I think that was dope and I think, too. You know, and I, oh, we got to talk about that because a lot of times we are not um, bringing, you know, whole selves into our romantic spaces because we're not well love or valuing the love around us, right? And so it's hard to go into romantic love if you don't know how to love, you know, your family and your friends and like have those things and then all of a sudden think this romantic love is gonna be a different switch, right? True. It's an extension of that, you know, um, and it's not, you know, a separate thing. Yeah. You know, the, the fact that you mentioned that love should not just be looked upon as a man and a woman when right. it comes to movies. Right. That brings us to the movie we had said earlier was Moonlight. Moonlight, 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 Moonlight was about love, right? Moonlight did that. Like, when you think about how he beautiful. felt about, um, I always mispronounce the brother's name, so I'm sorry, Marshall Allah. Yeah, yeah, When yeah. you think about his relationship with him. Absolutely. Uh, you know, what he struggled with. Right. You understand? And that, that's love. Like, that was love. love. Even when you're trying to figure out love, that's love. That's love. That's love, and that's something you have to mention in that. And so, in contrast to you know what we saw with his mother, you know, yep. like it was complete, you know, difference to show you what this is what it could look and like. And the conclusion he came to in the right, end, right. right? So when you think about the photograph, where does it rank with like love movies? Like where would you say is up there with? Like it's we too okay, early. so we I, I don't I don't I don't want to assume it, but we both agree that Love Jones might be the, the top. The top, okay. So Love Jones the top. Okay, and we have the Brown Sugars and Love and Basketball, which is a close second to the top. Right. Where would you say, do, are we going to be looking at the photograph as culturally impactful, like the way we still talk about Love Jones? Is, is it going to make the, the DVD night, the Netflix night? Is it going to be like the yeah. go to? Do you feel like it, it, it's, it's. You got to watch it. Do you feel like it's going to be like that? I think it's too early to tell. Um, I think it has some uh, elements of it, right? The cinematography is beautiful. It's beautiful just to watch on mute, right? Like, I will watch it 
like over and over again just to see these beautiful brown faces on my screen. Um, but I don't know if it is enough of a, if it gets me there emotionally versus it makes me evaluate how I am processing and thinking about love, if that makes sense. It doesn't, like when you watch Love Jones with your boo, Maxwell is going to follow very soon thereafter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, that was, well, well, that was Love and Basketball. That was Love and yeah, Basketball. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he was in, uh, no, he was in, um, what was the song? I can't, uh, dang. So if it's cool. Yeah, that he was. Slowed it, he yeah, slowed it down for yeah, that love scene. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what's happening, but I felt like when I left the photograph, um, I was more introspective, if that makes sense. Like, I was thinking about, more about how I process love through the lens of my parents. Um, how do I, you know, navigate um, career versus love? I, was think I had a lot more to think cognitively than necess not necessarily participates uh, of romantic eating. Yeah, I didn't come out like, man, I can't wait to find me someone. <laughs> Like when I watch, I ain't gonna front. I can be doing the most. I can be listening to Jeezy, but when Love Jones come on, I want to go dancing. Oh yeah! Like I want, true. I want to go dancing. Like Love Jones does make me feel just a little bit R and B ish. True. You know, I wanna, I, I wanna play some dope vibes. I wanna be somewhere where they dance. Was that a plug? Um, yeah, on my playlist, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, and I, I just want to be somewhere just feeling real good about myself. And yeah. you're right. When I came out the photograph, I more felt like I wanted to have a conversation. Exactly. Like, let's talk about this. <laughs> let's talk about this. I didn't come out wanting to hold hands. Yeah, like, I did I didn't want to take a walk in the park or any of that. I didn't I feel did mushy. And, and I think that could have been the intention. And it, I think it's a, I think if people went in with, the expectation thinking it would be a Love Jones type of feel afterwards, and it wasn't, right? And they probably, it would, it would bring up a lot of stuff that maybe have been neglected in a relationship um, that you have to have these uncomfortable conversations. But I feel like long term, it, it, it was a, um, a very necessary movie to like spark some of these conversations and to people that were willing to see them. So I think you have made a point before, like, you know, I think we're gonna have to revisit this. And I don't think we have to wait 10 years to kind of see but definitely in like three or four years to kind of revisit like where this fits in the black love canon. And, and, but it's definitely in there, you know I what I'm saying? And I think that's what it is. I think love is thought. Mm. And I think we don't necessarily um, have conversations about that. We have it wow. more about the emotional side, but Ooh. not, the, not the, the mental side of, of love. We, we talk about the mental side, like the, the effects of it. Right, right, like, right. Like, you know, when it, what it does to you. Right, right. But we don't talk about the process of like, okay, I'm feeling this way. How do I go about it? How do, how do my mind and my heart work together as one? Ooh. Which leads, you know, to the final, like, you know, Ooh. what is love, Ooh. right? And, and love, for me, when I think about what love is, I think about all the things that you just said. Like, love for me is an addition to who I already am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a fulfillment. Right. It is something like, it is me being able to just go out and, and you and I go get a bagel. Right. I, I'm, and I get it. It might sound maybe a little lazy right. in that sense. Like, but I do get more off getting coffee than I do get off going, having this grandstand dinner. Right. Right. You understand? Like I, I do get more off like me. I do think better on my feet when I have a partner right. of like, 
yo, it's sunny outside. I'll go get some waffles. Right, right. I'm not a good planner. <laughs> I'm not someone who's going to plan these great vacations. Right, right. I can try. And, I, <laughs> and I've had conversations with you at night, and I've right. learned the importance of not being so committed. Right, right. Because right. I know I like to fly by night, so I understand the importance of another individual who might want me to put the work in, and I'm, I'm willing to do that. But my <laughs> natural self is... <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know me, I like to feel good. Yeah. You understand? And I like to and I like to step outside of that. And I do think that love though takes some thought. I right. think when you're feeling mm. something, you have to say to yourself, okay, cool, you have to assess like, all right, what is my idea and what's the reality of the situation? Right. If I meet me this great woman and she was in town on business and she lives in California, the reality is she lives in California, I live in DC. Right, right, right. But my feelings are I feel this way. Exactly. So what's what's my idea versus what's my reality and how can we make that come together as right. much as possible? Right, right. Right? What what do you think about just love? Love. Um, I think it is freeing, right? I think it it, it unbounds us from um our fears. And I think when I feel well loved, I am braver in the world. I am more courageous. I am expressing um, more of myself freely because that's there. Wow. I'm just <laughs> Stop that. I just, hate you. I'm, I'm like, just, I had to look away from I'm you because I, I can't do you. I'm just sitting here like, God damn. That was, that was great. <laughs> now, now, here's something for you to follow up with that. And we're going to end in on this. What is black love? That's a good question. Um, you want to answer first? Cause I, I, I think it's the um, the manifestation of what you were saying, overcoming right against all odds. Um, you're talking about everything from um, leaving Africa to the transatlantic slave trade to slavery um, in this country to oppression, Jim Crow, and you know, the crack academic and AIDS and like all these things and like against all eyes, against p police brutality and the Klan and burning churches and like all that, we still um, find a way to love. Mm. Yeah, like for me, black love is, it's my heart and not my armor. Mm. Cause when I step outside, my blackness is my armor. Right. I'm I'm out here. I'm I'm a black male. I'm walking. When I'm jogging in the morning, and it's like five in the morning, and the sun isn't up. My blackness is my armor because I have to recognize that there's a white woman running a few feet ahead of me. So let me cross the street and right. run on the opposite side. Right, 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 right. Because it's it's my armor, meaning like someone feels like they want to target me right. because they have this sense that as a black man I'm invincible. Mm. So let me shoot them up nine, ten, twelve times. Right, right. right. But when I think about black love, like it's my heart. When yeah, I go yeah. back to Detroit and I'm kicking it with my mans and them, and they know they know me from years ago, even though there's certain things they should let go. <laughs> And they always want to feel the need to remind me that I'm no better, yeah. no matter how far. But, like, that's that love, you yeah. understand? And I've learned to understand the relationship between my mother and I because she resembles Christina mm. a lot in understanding my mother's love language. Right. Um, my mother is not going to be the one to be like, oh, I love you, honey bunny, because my mother recognized that she had a son and she didn't want to um, – have a son that she felt like was going to be soft mm. and she didn't want a son that she felt she knew the stereotypes of a boy growing up with women in the house so right. she wanted me to toughen up right so my mother um 
wasn't the most emotionally expressive person, but I learned to understand the way my mother expresses herself is she'll be like, yo, you want something to eat? Right? Or right. she'll be like, I saw this shirt that might be your size. Um, right, right. Uh, I'm going to send it to you. I, I, is it, I got a discount off of it. Right, you know, right. like that's my mother. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the things that she does right. that show her love. And when we, you and I, was something we almost forgot when we was watching the photograph, nobody in the movie said the words, I love you. Yeah, I saw it in the trailer, but I don't think I remember seeing it in the movie. I don't, I, unless I'm wrong. Right. We, like th- them two definitely didn't say it. Very true. Right? They did not. Even at the end, end they, they did not say it. "I love you." But they showed it. They showed it. Right? They showed it. And and paying attention to that love language, I think, is important. And kind of what you said, right? Because uh, you know, going to a steakhouse uh, every day is not sustainable, right? Like even if you had like a million dollars, like that's just not uh, the grand gestures of love. It is in the everyday, right? But going to see Kendrick Lamar. Because you know I'm a Kendrick Lamar fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about the everyday, the everyday stuff. Um, in the fly, of course, he's, that character, May's character, uh, definitely um, did the most. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was I a lot. I don't, bl- I don't blame her though. Um, but um, I think I think there's some value too in the in the everydayness of it. Because you know they did chill. They chilled. That they've seen each other in the workspace. They chilled with their family. They chilled. You know, even the short time they had these yeah. different spaces where they had like just the everydayness of of love. Yeah, black love is like when I'm meeting a woman and she invites me over to meet the family, and, mm. the, and it's a cookout. It's a it's a it's a meal. Yeah. It's conversations, and I'm meeting the uncle that's going to embarrass you, yeah. and I'm hearing your nickname that no one really knows. Exactly. It's like you know, that is that is black love. Your it sister is. that you grew up with, that's your sister, but she's not really your sister, but she is your sister. You <laughs> right, know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Like black, you know, black love is like. I can meet your your father for the first time, and we both feel like the white quarterback gets way more praise than the black quarterback, right? right and we right. don't even know each other. Right. We probably barely watch football, exactly. but we know that fact, exactly. right? That, exactly. Like to me, that's like black love. And it feels good. It's, it's 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 tangible. You can see it. You can touch it. You can feel it. You can smell it. Like it's in the food. It's in the music. It's in the rhythm. Um, and you know when you're walking to a space where where black love is present. Mm-hmm. Like you you know it. Yeah, and you can't just get it just anywhere. Nah. Right? It, it, it is a blackness that comes. And it's different. It's, it's not monolithic. Like, there's different forms of yeah, black love. Yeah, And we have to understand that the black love that we came from, we have to be open to be introduced Ooh. to another form of black Ooh. love. And to continue to evolve, right? Because we're we're getting into an age where, you know, we're, we're really trying to make therapy more accessible and people are talking about it more. And we are trying to heal from these traumas that they were brought up in the photograph, right? Yeah. And so we're not perpetuating it for generations so um as that happens right we talked about you know your mother you know giving you these tools for you know this what she felt like was masculine and then we have the 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 side of like you know Dwayne Wade and son and that's still love right Right. and and, and the purest um example of it and and how we begin to like you know push the boundaries of what we think it should be to like create a, a really beautiful space for us all to be. Yeah, it is. Oh, this is great. <laughs> this is great. I feel in love. You feel the love. I Can feel in love. you yeah. feel the love? Oh, that's this Lion Okay. They could have added that song in that movie. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't think there's not much to say. Yeah. I think I think we covered everything and 
this podcast is going to go up on yours and mine. So hey. it is what it is. Yeah. But I, I appreciate you. Um, I love sitting down and talk to you. Yeah. I, I appreciate you being the friend that you are and being like, no, this needs to get done. <laughs> and so I definitely appreciate you on that. And and now I'm looking more in depth of the movie. I'm, I might go see it again, again on the Lolo. <laughs> Like, after I listen to this, and listen, if you haven't seen the movie yet, I think we still did a good job of, trust me, even if you did not see the movie and you listened to us, we still didn't give away a lot of things, yeah, as much as you might think we have. We, right, did, we right. didn't. Definitely but go see it. Go yeah, see it. Yeah. Hopefully, we still gave you a perspective. Right. Definitely. Um, to look at. And you're having these conversations because, hey, man, listen, we're not trying to claim to be experts at it. I no. think black love is always evolving. Yeah. And it's always there because I've learned a little bit more from black love in the past hour. <laughs> I probably learned it my whole right. life. And keep learning and keep learning. You know, that's what's up. I think that's a beautiful part of it. Um, Shaw, how can they find you? Yo, you can find me uh, on IG, true underscore Charlene, on Twitter at true underscore intent. You can follow starting with today at starting W today on Twitter, starting with today on IG. We on uh, all the platforms as well. So. Check us out. All right. And you can follow me on all social media platforms at J Hall Radio. That's Don't say it like word. that. Like, mine is too many different things or you whatever. Know? We tried. You know what I'm saying? Listen, we just talked about love. You want to end on an <laughs> argument? <laughs> that ain't black love. <laughs> at J Hall Radio on all social media platforms. We appreciate uh, you coming in. As usual, be blessed for successful. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks.